because I'm a simple man. Amen. Simply excellent. Amen. Glory to God. I said glory to God. I'm the child of the living God. Amen. And that's what I want to look at today. An extension of the first service, but in another way, walking in the spirit. Amen. We've seen that walking in the spirit is not um, walking by the Holy Ghost, but allowing the new man dominate you by the spirit of God, of course. Amen. Shall we pray? Eternal rock of ages, we bless you. We thank you, Almighty Father, because we have you as our Father. We are so glad that the source of eternal life is ours. You are our Father. You are our life. You are more beautiful to us than life. More precious to us than silver and gold. Thank you, Lord, because not even diamond can take your place in our lives. We give you praise. We ask, Father, in the name of Jesus, speak to us and speak to our hearts, speak to our situations. Let every man see and know that indeed the Lord is good and is greatly to be praised. Thank you because we have this done in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. I said hallelujah. Good. Turn your Bibles very quickly to Romans chapter number 8. I believe God for the teaching anointing. How many of us believe God with me to receive the word of the Lord today? Okay. So that means we are all in faith. Hallelujah. The Bible says those who trust in the Lord shall not be put to shame. They shall not be ashamed. So there's no shame in faith, right? And there's no disappointment in faith. Hallelujah. Romans chapter number 8. I'd like us to start the reading from verse 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Now some don't like marking their Bibles, but note the word sons of God. I don't want to give an order, mark this some don't like marking your Bibles. Well, I do mine. Praise God. Hallelujah. Verse 15. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit of himself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Mark the word children. Or note it as the case may be. 
as your hand is there or your marker is there or your divider as the case may be don't close that part or portion of the scriptures but move on to Galatians chapter number 4 Galatians chapter number 4 I'll start the reading from verse 1 on to verse 4 now I say that the heir as long as he is a child differeth not from a servant though he be lord of all mark the word a child or note it but is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the father even so we when we were children were in bondage under the elements of the world but when the fullness of the time was come god sent forth his son made of a woman made under the law hallelujah walking in the spirit is on different levels now let me tell you very briefly i like to preach from my spirit it's it's there amen <laughs> it's there the word is in thee not only in thy mouth but in thine heart hallelujah walking in the spirit is allowing the born again man the new man, the new creation man in Christ Jesus dominates you. Dominate your reasoning. Dominate your talking, your conversation and communication. Dominate your courage, your demeanor, your attitude. That's walking in the spirit. And until this new man who is born as a babe. You see, the new man is not born as a full-grown man. Alright? The full-grown man that was born once upon a time, Adam, was a babe on the inside. Though a full-grown man on the outside. So he fell. Now Jesus was born a babe, not a full-grown man. He didn't fall down from heaven. Amen. And then the Bible says the child grew. He grew. He had favor before God. He had favor before men. He waxed strong in the spirit too. In other words, Jesus grew and grew and grew until he was fully grown. Hallelujah. Now, It is until the man that is born again as a babe, First Peter 2, 2, as newborn babes. The man has to feed on the word of God and feed on the word of God and keep feeding on the word of God until the man is so strong and fortified strong and so propped up that he can dictate to the body this is what i want you to do the man is a babe if you're born again now you might be a professor chronologically you're about maybe 
57 years of age or 75 years of age, in Christ you are a babe. The mistake we make in the church is that we use gray hair to give people positions. And that's why they mess up the church. Alright? Old people are not always wise. Yeah. But there's a spirit in man. If someone is an old woman or an old man and comes to church and is just born again, he will go to foundation school and learn the things of God. We respect the person for her age or for his age, all right? Because you see, gray hair are not easily, you know, you don't easily come by gray hair. It's as a result of multitude of days. Hallelujah. So we respect gray hair. But you see, a boy of 17 who has been taught in the things of God can sit that old man down. See, old people are not elders. There are two different things. There are elders in the body of Christ and there are olders. Alright? <laughs> olders are gray-haired people or headed people. Praise God. Elders are people who have grown by reason of use of the word of God. They have mastered the things of the spirit and they can minister it at will. Elders can bless at will. Paul said, I'm coming to do you good. He told his particular church, I'm coming to do you. You know what I'm coming to do? I'm coming to impart unto you some spiritual gifts. I have them. <laughs> Glory to God. You see, elders have grown, not as a result of chronology, but as a result of use. Not that it's as a result of many days, but as a result of many uses. Use and reuse. And the things of God don't deplete. You can use and what? Reuse. The more you use, the better you are in the things of God or at the things of God. But if you don't use them, then you cannot re- be better. You cannot really be proficient and skillful. Hallelujah. Do you get that? So, when a man is born again now, he's born a babe. Amen. He's born what? A babe. Now he's got to feed on the word of God. That's the food for the spirit. The born again man. And as he keeps feeding on the word, he keeps growing. Now, he must not feel like he's growing. How many of us have felt like we're growing before? Naturally speaking. You just find out that you look in the mirror and then you see that you've added some weight. Right? Huh? Your cheeks are dropping. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> hmm? Your chest broadened. Alright? Then you want to talk. You... You find it very difficult to push out words from your mouth. Because fat is trying to, you know, block some part of it. How are you? Praise the Lord. (laughs) Praise God. Do you get it? So you see that there is fattening up as a result of feeding. You have to eat. So when the born again man who is born a babe in Christ 
feeds consistently on the word of God and exercises by acting on the word. That's how we exercise, alright? Because if you sit down somewhere and feed on the word, 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 confess the word, confess the word, and you don't act on the word, you will be a Christian psychologist. Yeah. You have a big head and a small heart. Alright? Is it... um, what do they call it when there are some big, big in medicine? Some parts are just developed excessively. Huh? What is it called? Acromegaly. Yeah. Praise God. And all kinds of excess. You know, you know when the head is bigger than the heart. Alright? It shows a deficiency. Definitely, you see, when, when you want to see, this is how you know that there's a deficiency of something. Alright? You know, there's excessive growth in one area that is not commensurate with some other growth in some other areas. Right? Then you know this person is deficient in something or of something. Let me give you an instance. You see someone with a big belly who is not pregnant. And the legs are so thin. Now the legs have made for the big belly. What is that called? Alright? What is that what is that called? Kwachoko. Alright. They call it kwashoko. Amen. Is it a deficiency disease? Yeah, it is. What does the person lack? Now, when you see people who quote scriptures and quote scriptures and quote scriptures, and then you look at their lives, you can't see any evidence of the scriptures they are quoting. There's a deficiency somewhere, right? The head is what? It's so big, all right? But there's nothing to show for the big head. So, what do you call such people? You call them headmaster. <laughs> do you get that? <laughs> Uh, now, if you don't exercise, now let me give you an instance. Have you seen people, you know, that, you know, they have very flabby bodies? They are big and they can't really carry their weight. Alright? And then, it's not that they were born that way. They allowed themselves to be that way. Why? Because they do all the eating without any exercise. Without doing any exercise. No exercise. If you sit down somewhere and you keep eating, and then they put toilet there. <laughs> when you are done, you poo-poo. <laughs> you come to the place and eat again, and then you poo-poo and you eat. <laughs> what happens? Huh? The person will be so fattened up that it will be so difficult for the person to carry himself or herself. True or false? Yeah. You know there are some people that have some very good weight. But the weight, alright, the fat and all that, the food capacity, energy capacity in them, everything has been converted to muscles. Strength. Resilience. So they are big, but they can move. They are fast. You don't say, ah, she's big or he's big. Uh, you don't dare such a person. He's big, but he can move. Why? Because you see, he eats and he what? 
he exercises. So how do we exercise spiritually? Having, you know, like you, you, you come to church right now, you feed in on the word, right? Okay? So as you feed on the word of God, if you go home and sit down without meditating on the word of God and acting upon the word of God, all right? You'll be a flabby looking person. Alright, when they say, what's your name? Eh? You <laughs> first for a reason that one out first. Say, okay, my name, my name is Ajak Bumakeferi. You can't say no, because you you have not been exercising. The same thing with the mind. Amen. Now it has been proven that the most stupid set of people are retirees. Yeah, statistics have shown that. Because when they retire from work, they sit down and they, they die faster. They don't read books again. Ask many graduates here who have graduated. How many times have you held a book and said, I want to develop my mind? Some people don't read again. What they want is just make money. And then when they make the money, they don't have sound intellectual capacity to manage the money. You see exercise there? So when you read and read and commit what you read to memory, I take, I take time to read. I read. Amen? I read. I told my wife one day, I said, if I pick all those your big, big books, I'll finish them. Yeah, I'll read them up. And I will commit. That's what did I read today? I will exercise. I'll put my mind to work. I mustn't be, you know, when you are 45, 50, and then, or 65, 70, 80, and then they say something, and then you're trying to. No, your mind has to be sound. You have to exercise your mind. In the same vein, you can exercise your spirit. The same way you can exercise your body, you can exercise your mind. Some are more developed mentally than others. True or false? There are some people when they look at a book, some, when they see some, some people see some books, huge, big. <laughs> they bring it, I will read it. He sits down and everything sticks. He says, he's just a genius, just a genius. Listen very carefully. He developed that. He developed that. Some are more sound spiritually than others because of exercise. When you are born again, you are born a babe in Christ. How much can a babe do? Talk to me. How much can a babe do? Mostly, babes are carnal. They are carnal in the sense that they are body ruled, body dominated. They do everything the body says to do. Sleep. Eat. Go and view TV. He he doesn't have any... I've um, gone to the gym, visited the gym before. All right? 
I have. But a local one, praise God. <laughs> Do you get that? I've visited a gym before. Now, when you start gymming up, what do you do? You, feel, you, you notice that you get hungry easily because you are converting food to muscles. All right? You can convert food to energy, muscles, strength. You can also convert food to a burden. Yeah. That will choke the heart and you can't breathe well. It's just climbing a small staircase. You see, that's a burden. All right? So when you go to gym or gym up, as you begin to gym up, you get hungry. You eat the more. People who gym up don't have a challenge with appetite. Do they? They don't. If you have visited the gym before. They don't. It's not an issue. They eat. But you see, they advise them to be careful with what they eat because as they begin to gym up, they get hungry. And you must direct your hunger in the right direction so that you don't take poisons. Yeah. Praise God. Are you following? Good. Now, when you are born as a baby in Christ, you've got to be hungry to begin to feed on the word. That's eating. The word of God. Jesus speaking to the devil when the devil said to him, tempting him, turn these stones to bread. Jesus said in Matthew and verse, chapter 4 and verse 4, man shall not live by bread alone, but by what? Every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Do you see that? So that means man lives by the word that comes out of the mouth of God. We live by the word of God. That's, that's how we live. So as you feed on the word of God, how do you feed on the word of God? It's simple. You take that word the same way you feed on natural food. You don't carry yam from the market and then use your teeth to peel it and then begin to eat. You don't do that. You prepare it. Alright? There are some fast food that you can take fruits, for example, you can, without boiling or doing some other things, you can just eat them. But the, the major meal you have to prepare. Sometimes you have to go to Genesis, alright? And then take the pepper from Genesis. Glory to God. And then you come to Deuteronomy, you take the magi from there. The spices. Glory to God. Then you go to the epistles to put meat there. Meat. When you are done, hmm, you feed it in. How do you feed it in? You feed it in the way you feed food in naturally. How do you feed food in naturally? You feed food in naturally. You don't put it in your armpit, do you? Where do you put food? <laughs> in your mouth. You put the word in your mouth. The same way, food, spiritual food. You put it where? The word is now the first and foremost where? In your mouth. And then where? In your heart. That is the word of faith which you preach. So you take the word, put it where? In your mouth. Let me give you an instance. Psalm 23 and verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not what? I shall not what? Want. He makes me lie down in green pasture. So what do you do? You put that word in your mouth. As you meditate and think on it, you confess it. You say to yourself, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. 
Who shall not want? I shall not want. Who is my shepherd? The Lord. I shall not want what? I shall not want any good thing in life that has to do with fulfilling my destiny. I shall not want a wife. I shall not want a husband. I shall not want a car. I shall not want... I shall not want everything I need to be everything God has made me to be. I shall not want. Alright? Now, what have you just done? You have just fed in the word of God. It enters your spirit. Now, exercise. Thoughts of worry will begin to come. Bam, 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 bam. You, you will not marry. When will you marry? But you know you said in the morning, you shall not want. And then you said you shall not want a husband. Huh? Now, exercise. Alright? Exercise is this. Instead of swinging into worry, what do you do? You, said, you say to that worry and say, In Jesus' name, I shall marry. Because male and female created he them. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And I refuse to allow this worry get at me. What have you just done? You have just acted on the word of God. Now the food that you have fed into your spirit in the morning has just been converted to what? Strength. Has just been converted to what? Strength. Now that's what Bible says in James 1 and verse 22. Be doers of the word and not what? Hearers only so you don't deceive yourself. So what then is self-deceit? Self-deceit is hearing the word and not doing anything about what you've heard. That's self-deceit. Amen. So as you begin to feed in the word of God into your spirit and act upon the word of God and feed it in and act on it and feed it in and exercise and feed it in and exercise and feed it in and exercise. As you begin to do that regularly, what is happening on the inside of you? You're growing. You come to a point in your life that you realize that the things you could not handle yesterday, now you can handle very effectively and very easily. Why? Because... You have fed in the word of God into your spirit. And now the spirit is strong. The spirit is dictating what is happening in the body. The spirit is dictating the pace right now. The pace. The spirit has now become the pace setter. Not all your state. Amen. Has become what? The pace setter. Setting the pace. Because I'm, 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 I'm sorry. Excuse me. I got to Ibadan. I didn't see any pace. They, were, they are setting there. The whole place dirty and all that. Amen. Praise God. Maybe by faith they are saying it. Amen. <laughs> they will set the pace. Amen. Can somebody say amen to that? Amen. amen. Do you get that? So walking in the spirit has to do with feeding your spirit with the word of God. Now, is it wicked or wickedness To starve babies to death. Is it wickedness? Ask yourself, have you been feeding your spirit since you got born again? I don't want to say you're wicked. If you starve your just born again spirit, your newly born again spirit, without feeding your newly born again spirit with the word of God, that's bad. We preserve babies. Even when the... The parents don't really have money. They go all out looking for money. 
Because, you know, for mature people, they say, let's fast. Alright? For babies, babies don't fast. Well, many of us, as newborn babes, we have been fasting. Huh? You have to feed that spirit with the word of God. So the very moment the spirit is fed with the word of God, the spirit is fortified, strengthened. So the spirit dictates now to the body. The spirit has the spiritual energy to put that body under. Now patience is natural now. Do you see that? Amen. I was testing how patient someone was yesterday. Let me still use the same person. Come, Pastor Tayo. You know, patience, I'll define patience to you now. You know, you've heard that cleanliness is next to godliness. But that's not true. Amen. It is patience that is next to godliness. To your faith, add what? Virtue. To virtue, what? To knowledge, you know what? Uh-huh. And then, to patience, what? Sit down. To godliness, what? Brotherly kindness, what? Charity. Now, I want to see how patient this man is. Alright, sit down very well. Now, lift your buttocks a little bit up. Alright. Now, patience... Is this? Sis smiling and say, "How are you now? What's happening?" As though you know, some say patience is passive. Is this passive? When people begin to mock at you and they say all kinds of things against you because of your faith, yet you didn't say anything, and then they wonder, "What kind of person is this?" We heat up the atmosphere around him, yet he's still loving. Do you see? How patient are you? <laughs> Stand up, please. <laughs> Let's appreciate him. <laughs> Amen. Do you see that? That's patience. Now, can a babe do that? Try it with David. My son, my little son. Try it with David. All right? He will not even cry. He will walk away. <laughs> he will just walk away. Amen. He doesn't have time for that. <laughs> Praise God. Do you see that? So if you build that man on the inside, you can put this body under. How many of us know this body is not born again? You know. It is the man on the inside that is born again. This body is not born again. We are waiting for the salvation of this body. This body is not saved. Do you know that? And this body will always tell you to do wrong things. True or false? All the time. No matter, even if you are just spoken in tongues now. My father. And then you leave church. The body says, hey, look at that babe. My God. That's the body telling you to look at the babe. But a spirit that is fed says, what is it about that babe? She's just 
glorious and wonderful? Amen. And then you mind your own business. Because you have learned to be quiet and what? To mind your own business. Do you see that? Now, for a body that is operating alongside with a weak spirit that has not been fed with the word and is not exercising on the word of God, what happens? You realize that the body keeps controlling you. Eat, sleep, do this, do that. And then you realize you're not really enjoying your life because you see, you know what the Bible calls carnal? All right? The Bible calls this body mortal body. You know what mortal means? Dying. Now, you see, the body is dying and he wants to take someone along. <laughs> and if you cooperate with the body, you shall die. And that is a simple thing. People who follow the dying body, the dictates of the dying body, they die. They don't enjoy their lives. Ask gluttons who eat anything. And they don't enjoy their lives. But they can't quench that appetite. Until they say, under the authority and the power of God's word, I will not overeat. I do not desire to what? To overeat. Praise the Lord. Do you get that? So, you need a strong spirit. Feeding the word into that spirit. You see, one thing I know about feeding the word of God into you. Feeding the word of God into you does not only do one thing. It does two. Feeding the word of God into you does how many things? Two things. Number one, it renews your mind. Changes your thinking. Number two, it feeds your spirit. Do you see that? When you feed the word of God into you, you not only um, fulfill Matthew chapter number 4 and verse 4, you also fulfill Romans chapter number 12 and verse 2. Do you see that? Be not conformed to this word, but be what? Transformed by what? The renewing of your mind. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. I said amen. amen. I've made up my mind I'm going to be a giant in the spirit all the days of my life. Amen. It's a choice. I will never be caught in the zone of dwarfs in the spirit. Alright? I will be strong and tall in the spirit. Now you can do that. Now, excuse me please. Let us give me a very sincere answer to this question. This question is as sincere as the answer I'm expecting. Can you say today that you want to look fit physically and then you make it happen? Physically. Can you do that? Yeah. All right. I remember a young man wore a suit. And then I saw cavity in, in, in between here, the chest. Like this. Amen. And then later on, he took time to build himself. I'm that young man. <clears throat> Amen. He built himself. I started doing press up in the morning. He said, Hey, man of God. 
Why do you do press up? Why not? Amen. I started pressing up. My wife had to stop me. It's enough. Amen. Praise. I said, okay. And then my chest came out. Now I decided that. Yes. When I put on suit and it looks good on me, does it not reflect Jesus? So what if it's like this? <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, you see, if you can decide that physically, you can also decide it spiritually. That a day will not go by without me, myself, meditating on the word of God. I will give attention to God's word. You see, as you do that regularly, you'll find that, that your spirit is being fed. Your spirit is being fed with the word of God constantly. And as you act upon the word of God, you are what? Exercising. And as you do that, you feed in the word, exercise on the word, feed in the word, do the word, feed in the word, do the word, feed in the word. You know, doing the word is part of praying. Huh? Or as a praying, rather, is part of doing the word. That means if you do the word, the word says to pray without season, right? So as you act upon the word of God, you're praying. So as you do that, you find out that you will begin to develop on the inside. Amen. Now, don't think you're going to do that for just three days. And then you just grow. No. For some, it will take one year for you to get something very remarkable. Alright? Please appreciate the process involved in growth. Tell your neighbor, please appreciate the process involved in growth. Say to someone else, please appreciate the process involved in growth. Look behind or forward or sideways, but just look. Say, please appreciate the process involved in growth. It takes time. It takes time. Don't get angry at me if it doesn't happen one week. It takes time. I remember those campus days. I wake up 3 a.m. Alright? Scabash for three hours. I did that for roughly two years. Alright? Oh boy. I, be- I began to press into some deep waters. And that's why nobody can really exercise without temperance. True or false? Even if you go into the gym, how long you are going to stay there is a function of how temperate you are. True or false? Because you could go into the gym, and then instead of gymming up, you turn into a spectator. Eh? Okay. Five, ten. Do more, do more, come on, do more. Well, himself is not doing anything. <laughs> That's why Paul said, you see, I put under my body. So that after I've preached unto others, I myself might not be a castaway. And that translation says, I myself might not be disqualified. 
Amen. Oh, I remember the first day I did press up and then carried weights to exercise my, my stomach, my belly. Oh, boy. I slept on the bed and then my body did count. <laughs> I said, which sound did I hear? It's from my body. Then this ache started. Lord have mercy. I was rolling on the bed like this. I was by stripes have been made whole. <laughs> the Holy Spirit said to me, nothing is wrong with you. You are whole. Your body is adjusting to the exercise. Or I don't quote scriptures. Just, <laughs> just thank God. Now your body is adjusting to what? The exercise. The following morning, <laughs> a friend of mine, a local gym, he said, hey guy, let's go. <laughs> Money where? <laughs> where are we going to? He said, the gym of course. Say, said, hey. okay, let's go. <laughs> I, I followed him reluctantly. <laughs> we got there. The memory of, hey, my body did count yesterday. <laughs> what if it there's a sound boodoo? <laughs> so I just said, Ah, Lord have mercy. So I did it again. And then the third day I did it again. And that was it. That was it. Now you have to learn to break the first inertia. You break it. Alright? You know, the first inertia is this. Most of the times I have prayed the most and I have hit gushers in the spirit were times that I started out not willing to pray at all. I was not willing. So, you start. You lick your lips. Amen. <laughs> you are praying. <laughs> you could just, I'll pray tomorrow. And then you sleep. Tomorrow you won't pray. Because you have not broken the nasha. It's still there. But when you break it once and say to yourself, I'm going to pray. For me, this is how I do. When I want to read my Bible, all right, Jesse, um, what's it called? Um, this son of um, Jerry Savelle, yeah, taught me how to do that. When he started out studying his Bible, he would do. You know, some of us have used, have turned our Bibles to volume five. All right, that oh, I've not been sleeping. Let me read my Bible. <laughs> and then, if you look at the Bibles of people, you see all kinds of marks. Alright, the one of your cheek, the one of your ankle, and then all kinds of saliva mark on the Bible. <laughs> you see that? So, they have turned the Bible to, is it sedative, we call it now? A sedative, um, whatever. Now, notice, <clears throat> I want to read my Bible and I'm dozing. I will stand up. Jerusalem stood up and then was on the edge of the bath. You know bath. Stood on that edge there. And said, body, if you fall, you break your neck. 
on your head. But you have to study the Bible. And he found out that he did not do so. <laughs> he studied his Bible. So he continued doing that. And then he broke the inertia. He doesn't do that any longer. Alright? Amen. I remember this might sound very, very out of place. But you see, men of old did these things and they broke that inertia. I remember a prophet of God told his wife, he said, I want to pray. If I'm dozing, pour this thing on my body. Not hot water, not acid. You know, um, what they call it? Yerepe. <laughs> huh? Is it devil's bean? They call it or whatever. That thing when it touches your body, you can't remain the same again. <laughs> so, you pour the thing. Hey, Father, in the name of Jesus. Salmanabo, brother. So, just a little. I was reading about the account of um, Apostle Babalola, a man who walked with God. Alright? At times, he will be praying and he will be dozing. He will go and find grits, sharp stones. He will put them on the floor. He will kneel on them. And he will pray. He got to a time, his knees, they got hardened. Amen. Praise God. Now, why did he do that? You see, he knew that, you see, if you let this body rule you, you will die. And you won't like the kind of life you will live. Amen. You won't like it. You will not be where your mates are. You will not be where you're supposed to be. You will be backward. So you just have to tell your body, I'm going to do what is right. Not by feelings. Now, these people went to the extreme. Because they were so desperate. Amen. You have to tell yourself, look, I'm going to feed on the word of God. Because it's good for me. You know, on some weekends, you give yourself a treat. True or false? I do that on some weekends. I just give myself a treat. Amen. You know, carry the whole family, go with my wife, the children are not around. Sometimes alone. Amen. I sit down and give myself a treat. Because I believe in me. So you eat well. Because you know you have a future. Huh? How many of us feed ourselves with the bread of affliction? Now you say, that's what I want to eat. Oh. That's what I want to eat. And that's what I'm going to eat for the rest of my life. No. You nurture your body. You groom your body. Because you know that that is your courage here upon the face of the earth. Now, this same body desires wrong things. If you can cherish this body that desires wrong things, then you should cherish your spirit much more. You feed that man within. You feed the word of God into that man. Feed the word of God into that man. Feed the word of God into that man. Alright? Don't let anybody wake you up to do that. Do you know the essence of food? Food is the substance of life. What is the substance of life? Food. The word of God is the substance of spiritual life. So you feed on the word of God. 
Now let's go over the things that we marked in our Bible. And then we close. How many of us have been blessed? Okay. Now verse 14 of Romans chapter number 8. The word of God says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are what? The sons of God. They are the eos of God. That's what the Greek says. They are what? The eos of God. Eos of God. What does verse 16 say? The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are what? The children of God. The technon of God. The Greek says. So you see sons, you see children. You see sons as in heels. You see children as in technon. Technon. Now Galatians chapter number 4. Are we there? Now I say that the heir, as long as he's a child, appeals. Now let me, let me show you the difference. Nepios here, as long as he's an infant, a toddler. Alright? Now, <clears throat> he cannot speak well. He cannot articulate what he wants. And here, as long as he's in appeals, a child, an infant. Though he be Lord of all, yet he is placed by his father on the governors and tutors until the time appointed of his father. What is the time appointed? When he comes to age. When he matures. There are things you will look in the eye and you will not be able to enter into if you don't grow up spiritually. I tell you the truth. I, I was saying to someone who was a little bit down, he said, shake off the beast into the fire. He said, eh? I said, shake it off. Oh, I just remembered Nepios. Nepios. You see, the word of God says, by his stripes, we have been made whole. You see, when Jesus was on that cross, he carried your diseases. Mm. 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 He's catching it. And then when he gets it, he's made whole. But a time comes that the knowing he's concretized on the inside of you has precipitated. You shake it off. Don't touch me, sickness. You can't. You shake it off. But you see, these things don't happen just that way. You have to grow into it. If you are not growing spiritually, you are doing yourself the greatest harm. Because there are some things you will hear by the hearing of your ears and see by the seeing of your eyes or the sight of your eyes, but you will not enter into them. Because it takes sons, heels, to enter into them. So you have Nepios, that's talking about infant, toddlers. And then you have children, technon. These ones, they know what they want. Alright? But they don't really know how to get it. 
Now listen very carefully. The capacity of your natural brain, it's not the capacity of your spiritual IQ. They are two different things. There are some people that are smart naturally, but they are daft spiritually. Yeah. They are two different things. They are very smart, and they, they just smarten themselves up, and they are entrapped. Whereas a spiritually sound person says, hmm, there's a trap there. A smart person says, <laughs> mm, that's a good one. It's a catch. It's a kill. Hmm, hmm. <laughs> what? A sound man spiritually says, oh. Let me give you an instance. An infidel lady whose path leads to the bottomless pit of hell. And then he invites you, come. With no prize. Oh. There's nothing to, <laughs> everything to gain, nothing to lose. And then you follow that person. It's a spiritually sound person says death. Death. Alright? Hmm? Now, a smart person says, <laughs> just once. Just once like this and, and then it's just kill and go. Kill and run. Do you see that? You see the, the difference? When you begin to grow spiritually, you begin to know that this is not it. This is it. And you know why it is. That's spiritual maturity. There are some things you don't play near. No matter how playful you are. You don't, you don't play near them. There are some toys that are not meant for you. <laughs> some of you are looking at me. <laughs> Look at your neighbor say there are some toys that are not meant for you. <clears throat> you understand the message, all right? Amen. So, the POs are infants and toddlers. They don't know they are left from their right. They don't really know what they want. They cry for everything. They cry for everything. Body rude, body dominated. All right? They have an inheritance in God. But you see, if you commit the inheritance to them, I know someone else is going to come around and snatch it away from them. So the father says, there's an appointed time for you. Until you grow up, you will not have it. I'm not holding it back from you. I'm not hiding it away from you. I'm hiding it for you. All right? Do you see that? And then technon. They know what they want, but they don't know how to get it. They know healing is right, but they don't know how to walk in the light of it. My son knows Mr. Biggs. When we pass by Mr. Biggs, he says, Daddy, look at Mr. Biggs. He knows what they sell there. Because we've taken him in there several times. Meat pie, donuts, I mean donuts, and then um, um, ice cream. But he does not know. When I get there, he's just interested in all those things on display. He does not know the transaction that goes on to get those things. Technons. Doesn't appreciate giving and receiving. 
But he knows that when something comes that is good, I will receive it. Do you get what I'm saying? So you see, from the Pios, you move to what? To Technon. From Technon to what? Eos. You move to Eos. As you move to Eos, you are a mature son. You can handle inheritances. It's, it's spiritual development. Now, you understand the word of God and you understand the voice of the spirit of God. And listen very carefully. The more hungry you are to grow, the faster you grow. It has nothing to do with maybe 50 years and then you become a, um, a heos or a, full, a fully grown son. Alright? He says as newborn babes, what's the first thing you have to do? Desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. That's the first thing you do. But you see a lot of people come to church and they don't want to take off this responsibility so they blame everything on their pastor, blame it on their friends, blame it on their parents, blame it, blame it on their bad backgrounds and all kinds of things like that. You see, your destiny is not in the hand of any man. Your life is not in the hand of any man. If you arise, you will shine. You stand up and take up your responsibility and feed the word of God into you and grow. As you keep growing, you find out that you will begin to shine. Every advantage you have for growth, take advantage of it. Seminars, conferences, word meetings, worship meetings, take advantage of it. Grow. Quiet time, personal retreat, congregational retreat, take advantage of it. Grow. Grow. If you begin to grow, as you begin to grow, let me use us now. As you begin to grow, you will come to a point or a place in your life that the things that used to bother you, they don't bother you any longer. Hallelujah. Do you get that? So as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. They are the heroes of God. The Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the technons of God. And here, as long as he's in appeals, differ it not from his servant. Though he be Lord of all. Though he be Lord of all. Is there any joy in being the Lord of all and then you're not different from his servant? Habba. Habba. Amen. Now I know how to start off or start up fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Amen. You see, you they know these things. They do not only know these things, they have come to acknowledge these things. So they are not just working in knowledge, but they are working in what? Acknowledgement. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. 
How many of us want to know how to make things happen for us? You want to know how to make things happen for you. You don't want to be at the mercy of situation and circumstances. How many of us here? You don't want to sit down somewhere and say, I'm not successful because the economy is bad. Nepios. It is one witch in my village that is hindering me. <laughs> one witch. Just one. What if the whole villagers were witches? So how many will hinder you? Nepios. Amen. Do you see that? But as you mature, you can take spiritual things can be taken. You know the Bible says, take the shield of faith. You take it. You say how? Read. It says, take the shield of faith and what? The sword of the spirit. Say, so where's the sword? Nepios. Is it golden or silver? Nepios. Grow up. How do you take the sword? What is the power of the sword? You know what the sword can do. Heels. <laughs> hey. Now when I wake up in the middle of the night. <laughs> hey. And the word of God is in my mouth. Hey, yeah. Things will happen. I will call forth that provision in the name of Jesus. I will call it forth in the name of Jesus. Are you proud? No. I know who I am. And are you proud when you say, I'll wear my shoes tomorrow? They say, Look at you, proud. You are too proud. How can you wear your shoes? <laughs> Alright, oh, I'm going out now in this dress. Look at you, I'm so proud. No, that's not pride. You know what you can do. When you say you can drive and you can really drive, is that pride? Amen. Grow up. Most of the challenges we have in the body of Christ are the challenges of Stagnancy in spiritual growth. So when babes come in, they don't have cues, matured sons that can model them after Jesus, build them up after Jesus, groom them. You know what it takes. There, there are people you look at them, okay, you discuss with them, you know what they need. You lead them. Into the fullness of God for them. Take this book, read it, summarize in three sentences. Amen. And then the person reads, listen to this tape. And then the person listens to this tape. What did you get? I got so 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 and so. What is it to you? It is to this to me. No, it is not that. This is what the word of God says. And then you put the person right. I remember when I just got filled with the spirit. I was in a pious. Oh, I was a child, an infant. I just got filled with the Spirit. And so I began to pray in tongues. And then the devil whispered to me. 
Uh, you're entering into a dangerous zone. How are you sure it is the Spirit of God giving you those tongues? Uh, it could be a demon. Or it could be you. So I stopped. I didn't have an answer. So I stopped. And then I was worshipping again. It came up again that uh, it could be a demon. Oh, somebody, Lord, I give you praise. Hallelujah. Ah, thank you, Father. <clears throat> Suppress it. Ah, thank God it has gone. And then it will come back again. Oh, <clears throat> but I, I wasn't enjoying myself. So I went to see one heels in the kingdom, in the church. I said, see, when I want to speak in tongues, there is, the, the other time I was speaking in tongues, this voice told me that it's a demon inspiring me. <laughs> you know what the heels did? He just laughed. <laughs> I said, ah, what is bothering me? So, so, just look at this man. He's laughing. He just smiled. <laughs> he laughed. He said, open your Bibles. Your Bible. I opened my Bible. He said, let's go to um, Matthew chapter number 7 and then Luke 11. So I read Matthew 7 from verse 7 downward. Ask ye shall receive, seek ye shall find, knock, and the door shall be opened unto you. Alright, for he who asks, the same person receives. Alright, he who knocks, the door is opened unto him, he who seeks finds. And then it goes on, that who among you being evil, will your son come to you and say, Daddy, I need bread. And say, come, come son, I'm coming, just wait for me. And then he goes inside and say, you know you've been very disobedient. This is stone, eat it. And then he goes on and on like that. He says, if you've been evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your heavenly father give good things to those who ask him? All right? Matthew says good things. Evangelist Luke said, give the Holy Ghost to those who ask him. He said to me, he said, son, I said, sir. He said, when you were to receive the Holy Spirit, what did you ask God for? A demon? I said, no, I asked God for the Holy Spirit. He said, if natural people being evil know how to give good gifts to their children, do you think God will now look at you and say, you know, you have not been pleasing me. I will show you pepper. <laughs> and then he says, is there any free wicked demon spirit there? Come, 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 come. And then he gives it to God can do that. He cannot. He said, when you were filled with the spirit, you received the Holy Ghost. You see the relationship between heels and appeals. It made sense to me. He said, whenever that thought comes, notice it's from the devil. And say, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke you, that foul spirit, get out from here. And then I did just that. And then that thought came again. It could be a demon. Oh. And then I said to myself, no it's not. This is the spirit of God. 
have received the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is on the inside of me. The Bible says in Acts 2, from verses 1 to 4, verse 4 specifically, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak with tongues. As the demon gave them an utterance, the Holy Spirit gave them an utterance. So I said, in the name of Jesus, I am being inspired by the Holy Spirit, and I refuse to respond to that devil. I prayed in tongues for three hours. Oh, it was so refreshing. Oh, I enjoyed it. Ah, it was as though a burden was lifted off me. Ah, I enjoyed it. The second day, he said the same thing. I prayed in tongues for another three hours. Ah, I moved from that level. I began to grow. I began to feed on the word of God. Now I can discern, okay, this is what God says. No, that's not what God says. That's the voice of the wicked one. No matter how polite. You see, the devil is not going to come to you and act like the devil to you. Alright? Do you get what I'm trying to say? He's not going to say, you know, like some people believe the devil has a tail. <laughs> See my tail. I'm the devil. Hallelujah. He's not going to do that. He will give you suggestions that sound like good and polite. But they are not in the word of God. It can even start from the scripture. And then move you to another realm. What is your life? It's just like the wind that passes away. What is your life? What is my life? My life is nothing. And then he says. Why should you leave? It's not his loving kindness better than life. <laughs> and say, pass over to the other side and enjoy his loving kindness. <laughs> that, that has finished that person. You see? The, he said, the Spirit of God said to me, that's Nepius. They don't know the voice of the Spirit of God. Amen. They suppose it for something else. Sometimes when they come on reasoning, say something good to them, they say it's the Spirit of God. I remember Nepios came, you know, to the fellowship one day and said something. He said the Spirit of God said something to him. I said, who said that to you? He said, the Spirit of God. I said, where did you meet him? Where did he say that to you? He said, while he was meditating. I said, no, the Spirit of God does not talk that way. We know his language. The word is his language. We know his frequency and amplitude. Love and faith, respectively. Amen. So we showed him in the word of God and he repented. He repented. Amen. He can know the voice of the Spirit, but he does not know it because he has not grown up to know it. We have to grow up. I think we can stop here. Can't we stop here? We can. Amen. Praise God. I said praise the Lord.
This is quite challenging, isn't it? Uh-huh. Now ask your neighbor. Nepius, Technon, or Hughes? Talk now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Say it again. Nepius? Technon? Or Hughes? Stand to your feet. You have to grow up. 